The following program has been paid for by the Apostolic Faith Church. From the heart of the Pacific, in Honolulu, Hawaii. Church presents the Kingdom of God Crusade. Join us now for another hour of worship with Pastor Han, the church choir, and the band. We hope and pray that you'll find this next hour a blessing. Good morning and praise the Lord, everyone. I'm Head Pastor Billy Hahn Jr. and I would like to thank you for joining us today. We welcome you to the Kingdom of God Crusade telecast, being brought to you every Sunday morning, not only here in Hawaii from 8 to 9 a.m., but also in parts of California from 6 to 7 a.m. on station XDTV, Channel 13 in San Diego, from 6 to 7 a.m. on station KBSC, Channel 13 in Palm Springs, from 6 to 7 a.m. on station KBTV, Channel 8, and Comcast Channel 238 in Sacramento, including Chico and Fresno. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KBVU-TV, Channel 28 in Eureka. From 8 to 9 a.m. on station KOTR-TV, Channel 11 in Monterey. From 6 to 7 a.m. on Charter Cable Channel 1519 in Los Angeles. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KQTA-TV, Channel 15.3 and Comcast Channel 238, in San Francisco, Oakland, and San Jose. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KECY, Channel 9 in El Centro, California, and Yuma, Arizona. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KLSR, Channel 34 in Eugene, Oregon. From 5 to 6 a.m. on station KZJO, Channel 22 in Seattle, Washington. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KUCW, Channel 30 of Ogden, Salt Lake City, Utah, and parts of Nevada and Wyoming and from 6 to 7 a.m. on Time Warner Cable Channel 503 in New York City. If you'd like more information on our church and view our Kingdom of God Crusade telecast in its entirety, be sure to visit our website at JesusComingSoon.org. The Apostolic Faith Church is located at 1043 Middle Street, the headquarters of the gospel of the Kingdom of God for the whole world, with the sign of the roof of the temple, Jesus coming soon a landmark in Kali for 98 years, and our prayer tower, the first of its kind in Hawaii, used exclusively for prayer. The church was founded by the late Charles and Ada B. Lockbaum on August the 4th, 1923, and passed on to our late chief pastor, William M. Hansen, in 1959, who continued the gospel work to its fullness. We hope and pray that this telecast will draw you closer to our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, and be a real blessing to you, our television audience, saints wherever you are and the shut-ins, that is those of you in the hospitals and covenants and homes. And should you need prayer or someone to pray over you, please don't hesitate to call the phone number designated at the conclusion of the telecast. Today we celebrate Pentecost, a time to reflect upon God's wonderful Holy Spirit. To start our musical program, the church choir will sing the song entitled Sweet, Sweet Spirit, led by choir director Emilia Hahn. 
They're accompanied by Edith Matsuki on the piano and Rose Baku Carter on the organ. Please join in and sing along with our choir members following the words on your screen. We call upon the church band to play their first number entitled, Lord, Keep That Moment Alive, led by yours truly.
Rose Parker Carter is our soloist today, and she has chosen to sing a Holy Ghost revival. Pohako is accompanied by Tiari Sums on the piano, Associate Pastor Marvin Bing on the bass, and Trusty Associate Pastor Evans Senior, Mason Asylum Senior on the guitars. Yes, we pray daily for another day of Pentecost and a mighty Holy Ghost revival. A blessing in our hearts today. Old time Holy Ghost religion in the old time way. Send the Holy Ghost revival, Lord. Send the Holy Ghost revival, Lord. May the Spirit
And now, the church choir will sing another inspiring song entitled, Holy Spirit Come. Thank the Lord for His Holy Spirit. It is God's greatest tool given to mankind to accomplish His will. It is God's gift for the asking. Up next, we have a church band combo to play an instrumental rendition of Bring Your Vessels, Not A Few. Accompany them on the drums is Iris Locke. Mm -hmm. 
Associate Pastor Marvin and Sherlyn Abing is our vocal duet today. They will sing a beautiful number entitled, Fill My Cup, Lord. This song is dedicated to Associate Pastor Jared and Laura Lee Pang of our Hilo Branch Church in Hawaii. Thank you for all your faithfulness to the Lord. May His loving spirit continue to rest upon you both and dwell within your hearts. May His bountiful blessings bring you much joy and happiness. Have a wonderful Sunday.
Shalom and good morning. I'm Associate Pastor Melvin Honda, and I would like to repeat our television time, stations, and locations in the continental United States for our viewing audience, especially if any of you plan to visit or reside in California. These telecasts can now be viewed every Sunday morning from 6 to 7 a.m. on station XD TV channel 13 in San Diego, from 6 to 7 a.m. on station KPSC channel 13 in Palm Springs, from 6 to 7 a.m. on station KBTV channel 8 and Comcast channel 238 in Sacramento, including Chico and Fresno. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KBVU-TV channel 28 in Eureka. From 8 to 9 a.m. on station KOTR-TV channel 11 in Monterey. From 6 to 7 a.m. on Charter Cable channel 1519 in Los Angeles. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KQTA-TV channel 15.3 and Comcast channel 238 in San Francisco, Oakland, and San Jose. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KECY channel 9 in El Centro, California, and Yuma, Arizona. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KLSR channel 34 in Eugene, Oregon. From 5 to 6 a.m. on station KZZ0 channel 22 in Seattle, Washington. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KUCW channel 30 of Ogden, Salt Lake City, Utah, and parts of Nevada and Wyoming. And from 6 to 7 a.m. on Time Warner Cable Channel 503 in New York City. If you'd like to know more about our gospel work and view our Kingdom of God Crusade telecast in its entirety, please visit our website on JesusComingSoon.org. And now concerning our schedule of gospel services here in our home state, Hawaii, services are held at the temple every Tuesday and Friday at 7 p.m. On Sunday, Gospel services start at 10 a.m. and divine healing services at 7 p.m. Sunday school for all ages begin at 9 a.m. and prayer services are held daily in the prayer tower at 2 p.m. except on Fridays at 10 a.m. The same schedule is observed by neighbor island branch churches as services are conducted by Pastor Reginald V. Castanero Sr. in Kanakakai, Molokai, by Pastor Walter I. Tin Law in Hilo, Hawaii, by Pastor Leonard K. Y. Asano Sr. in Koloa, Kauai, by Pastor Hannibal Espera in Balogo, Pikawayan, and by Pastor Vesper Espera in President Rojas, Cotobato, Mindanao, Philippines. At our Maui Branch Church in Lahaina, Maui, services are held every second Sunday of the month. You are welcome to attend these services regardless of church affiliations. There are no collections. However, if you desire to voluntarily contribute to support these telecasts and the Lord's work, you may do so by sending your donations to the address designated at the conclusion of the telecast. And now I'd like to return our program back to head Pastor Billy Hahn Jr., who will bring forth his spirit-directed and spirit-inspired sermon. Pastor Billy? Thank you, Melvin. These weekly telecasts are especially significant to us because they allow us the opportunity to come into your homes and share the glorious gospel of the kingdom of God with you at the push, pull, or turn of a button and in the comfort of your surroundings. May the Lord bless you for taking this time to draw closer to Him by reading the Word of God with me and receiving today's sermon entitled Pentecost. We review the Hebrew festival of Pentecost as being the birthday of the church the coming of the Holy Spirit at Pentecost to form the church, the body of Christ. Historically, Pentecost is also referred to as the Feast of Weeks. 
because it was celebrated seven complete weeks or 50 days after the Passover. It is also referred to as the Feast of Harvest because it concluded the harvest of the latter grains. Another reference is that it was the day of first fruits because the first loaves made from the new grain was offered upon the altar. At Pentecost, the Holy Spirit, by his baptizing work, formed the separate disciples into one organism, the body of Christ. Therefore, the church began on Pentecost because it was the first historical instance of the Spirit's baptizing work. We often refer to our fine state of Hawaii as the Pentecost state because it is the 50th state accepted into the Union of the United States of America the land of the free. Jesus himself, in the New Testament of Acts, chapter 1, verses 4 to 5, prophesied to those gathered with him in Jerusalem and being assembled together with them, commanded them that they should not depart from Jerusalem, but wait for the promise of the Father, which saith ye, ye have heard of me. For John truly baptized with water, but he shall not be baptized, but he shall be baptized with the Holy Ghost not many days hence. In John 14, 16 to 18, Jesus went on further to explain the promise of the Holy Spirit by saying, And I will pray the Father, and he shall give you another comforter, that he may abide with you forever. Even the Spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive, because it seeth him not, neither knoweth him. But ye know him, for he dwelleth with you, and shall be in you, and I will not leave you comfortless. I will come to you. O Lord Jesus was promising to send the Holy Spirit to comfort the disciples when he departed. The Holy Spirit would dwell in believers and help them, just as the Lord had done when he was with them. In preparation for this great event to be enacted on the day of Pentecost, Jesus specifically instructed his apostles and disciples to gather at a certain place and follow a certain procedure as you read in Luke 24, 49. And behold, I send the promise of my Father upon you, but tarry ye in the city of Jerusalem until ye be endured with power from on high. Yes, we can all concur that the day of Pentecost was surely a very powerful day. This power and alighting of the Holy Spirit upon Jewish believers was evidence as related scripturally in Acts 2, 1 through 4. And when the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were all with one accord in one place. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind, and it filled all the house where they were sitting. And there appeared unto them cloven tongues like as of fire, and it sat upon each of them, and they were all filled with the Holy Ghost, as began to speak with other tongues, as the Spirit gave them utterance. Speaking in tongues is the only true evidence cited in the Bible, which can be used to verify that one has received the gift of the Holy Spirit. This is exactly what happened to the believers on the day of Pentecost. It is a moving and heart-stirring experience to be touched by Jesus, filled with the Spirit, and then speak in an unknown tongue. In fact, 
This great event was foretold by the Old Testament prophet Joel in 800 BC. Let us read in Joel chapter 2, verses 28 and 29. And it shall come to pass afterward that I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh, and your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. Your old men shall dream dreams, your young men shall see visions. And also upon the servants and upon the handmaids, in those days will I pour out my spirit. This event then should not have been a surprise to anyone. However, it did turn out to be a surprise. Let us read of those who witnessed the spiritual outpouring in Acts chapter 2, verses 6 through 8. Now, when this was noise abroad, the multitude came together and were confounded because that every man heard them speak in his own language. And they were all amazed and marveled, saying one to another, Behold, are not all these which speak Galileans? And how hear we every man in our own tongue wherein we were born? Many questions arose, and many were in doubt, saying one to another, What meaneth this? These men are full of new wine. To explain this spiritual phenomenon, Peter stood up and said in Acts 2, 14 to 16, But Peter, standing up with the eleven, lifted up his voice and said unto them, Ye men of Judea, and all ye that dwell at Jerusalem, be this known unto you, and hearken to my words. For these are not drunken, as ye suppose, seeing it is but the third hour of the day. But this is that which was spoken by the prophet Joel. The purpose for the outpouring of God's Holy Spirit on the day of Pentecost was to fill his believers with spiritual power, power to speak, power to preach, power to perform miracles, and power to stand and go all the way with Jesus. Just prior to Jesus being taken up into heaven, he left those, these closing instructions concerning the purpose for His Holy Spirit and the use of this special power. We read in Acts 1.8, But He shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost has come upon you. And He shall be witnesses unto me both in Jerusalem and in all Judea and in Samaria and unto the uttermost part of the earth. John the Baptist confirmed and witnessed about Jesus, especially when he spoke of Jesus being the true light and power in John 1, 9-12. That was the true light which lighteth every man that cometh into the world. He was in the world, and the world was made by him, and the world knew him not. He came unto his own, and his own received him not. But as many as received him, to them gave he power to become the sons of God, even to them that believe on his name. The 120 in Jerusalem on the day of Pentecost were believers in Jesus. And you too, viewers, can be touched by Jesus, who waits to make himself very real unto you. You can become a true witness for Jesus and experience Pentecost and the power of his Holy Spirit in your life. Why not come today and accept Jesus? We find in John 3, 5, the very words needed for salvation. Verily, verily, I say unto thee, Except a man be born of water and of the Spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. 
to be born of waters, to be baptized in Jesus' name, according to Acts 2.38. And to be born of the Spirit is to speak in tongues, according to Acts 2.4. Therefore, we find the true church was composed of true born-again believers from Pentecost and the first resurrection, united together into Christ through the baptism of the Holy Spirit, exists the body of Christ of which He is the head. As such, the church is a holy temple for the habitation of God through the Spirit, is one flesh with Christ and is espoused to Him as a chaste virgin to one husband, and the church will be translated to heaven at the return of the Lord Jesus in the air. We read in Acts 2.38, then Peter said unto them, that is, those who had crucified and rejected the Lord Jesus, Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the remission of sins, and ye shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. And in the 39th verse, it reads, For the promise is unto you and to your children and to all that are far off, even as many as the Lord our God shall call. Throughout the centuries, the church, like a grain of mustard seed, has been growing, and the Lord is still adding to His church daily, such as should be saved. Acts 4.12 reads, Neither is there salvation in any other, for there is none other name under heaven given among men, whereby we must be saved. The disciples asked Jesus, Who then can be saved? Jesus answered, With men it is impossible. But with God, all things are possible. Pentecost further represents the Feast of Harvest and the Day of the First Fruits. On the day of Pentecost, a harvest of 3,000 believers were baptized into the body of Christ, that is, the church. Acts 2.41 tells us, Then they that gladly received His word were baptized, and the same day there were added unto them about 3,000 souls. Peter went on further to explain, that this is God's promise, and it is intended for you, TV viewers, and your children of today as well. Being the first fruits of Pentecost, and to all that are far off, even as many as the Lord our God shall call. Meaning those who will come in tomorrow and in the future. In the Apostolic Faith Church, Pentecost is a major festival and time to reflect upon God's wonderful Holy Spirit. In addition, the Holy Spirit can be likened to a rushing mighty wind or to the phenomenon of the fire upon the earth. It is God's greatest tool given to mankind to accomplish His will. It is God's gift for the asking. Luke encouraged us thusly in chapter 11, 9 through 13, And I said unto you, Ask, and it shall be given you. Seek, and it shall find. Knock, and it shall be opened unto you. For everyone that asketh receiveth, and he that seeketh findeth, and to him that knocketh it shall be opened. If a son shall ask bread of any of you that is a father, will he give him a stone? Or if he asks a fish, will he for a fish give him a serpent? Or if he ask, shall ask an egg, will he offer him a scorpion? If he then, being evil, know how to give good gifts unto your children, how much more shall your heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to them that ask him. This Holy Ghost was gift was given to the hundred on the day of Pentecost, 120 on the day of Pentecost in Jerusalem, and now dwells in every believer in Christ. The follow-on promise that we of the Pentecost faith have received is that Jesus will give us another day of Pentecost. 
accompanied his promise are the same signs and blessings that Jesus gave on the first day of Pentecost. Another 120 go to the upper chamber to pray. Another 3,000 souls in one day. Many mighty and miraculous works, such as the deaf to hear, the dumb to speak, the lame to walk, the blind to see, the dead to be raised in the house of the Lord. Many will question, how will this happen? And our answer is that it will be accomplished through the Holy Ghost power of God alone. The same answer given by the angel of God, Zerubbabel, as found in Zechariah 4, 6. Then he answered and spake unto me, saying, This is the word of the Lord unto Zerubbabel, saying, Not by might nor by power, but by my spirit, said the Lord of hosts. The Bible warns of certain dangers to be avoided. The Apostle Paul warns us in 2 Timothy 3, 1-5 and verse 7, This know also that in the last days perilous times shall come. For men shall be lovers of their own selves, covetous, boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy, without natural affection, truth-breakers, false accusers, incontinent, fierce, despisers of those that are good, traitors, heady, high-minded, lovers of pleasures, more than lovers of God having a form of godliness, but denying the power thereof. From such, turn away, ever learning and never able to come to the knowledge of the truth. But isn't it wonderful that we have the Comforter, the Holy Spirit who enables us to overcome these dangers and make it through these perilous times. Now, if only our nation was ruled and moved by leaders filled with God's Holy Spirit, then too, Consider the American flag and how often one is comforted at the sight of it. To our men in the armed forces, the flag is very special. For them, the flag's appearance brings them a sense of comfort, pride, and pleasure. Truly, it is a symbol of free men and a free nation. While the American flag has long been the symbol of a free people, there is a deeper lesson to be learned from its wonderful blend of colors. White is the comforting color of purity. A blend of all colors, is, it is a light reflector. White is the color of the garments of the redeemed in heaven, as we read in Revelation 19:89. And to her was granted that she should be arrayed in fine linen, clean and white. For the fine linen is the righteousness of the saints. And he said unto me, Write, Blessed are they which are called unto the marriage supper of the Lamb. And he said unto me, These are the true saints of God. This is a true picture of the true saints of God. This is a true picture of the true church in heaven, of her true happiness and triumph of the Lamb, the Lord Jesus Christ. The Lamb's wife, referred to here, is the bride. The garment in Scripture is a symbol of God's righteousness upon all of them who believe. White is the color of the spotless throne of God, and there is but one spotless moral and spiritual being who ever trod this sin-stained, devil-may-care world, the man, Christ Jesus, who knew no sin and yet was made sin for us. It was the sinless, spotless one who was nailed to the cross for the sins of the whole world. This sinful world had little room and less liking for a man such as this. For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. There is none righteous, no, not one. To many, red is a glaring and bold color. But for us who are Pentecostals, red is comforting because it represents the color of blood, blood that Jesus shed on Calvary's hill for the sins of the world. Blood and water ooze from his side, as you read in John 19, 34. But one of the soldiers with his spear pierced his side, and forth they came there out, blood and water. And it takes the water and the blood to enter the body of Christ. This is done by being born again. 
Water signifies baptism, as we find recorded in 1 Peter 3.21. The like figure whereunto even baptism doth also now save us, not the putting away of the filth of the flesh, but the answer of a good conscience toward God by the resurrection of Jesus Christ. The saving of Noah and his family in the ark is an illustration of salvation today, which is sustained through faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. Blood signifies remission of sins, for without the shedding of blood there could be no remission of sins. Read in 1 John 5, 7-8, For there are three that bear record in heaven, the Father, the Word, and the Holy Ghost. And these three are one. Who was the Father of the Lord Jesus Christ? It was the Holy Ghost, not Joseph. Who was the Lord? In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was God, and the Word was made flesh in the person of our Lord Jesus Christ. Yes, He was God manifest in the flesh. He was also the Holy Ghost or the Spirit which no man can see. And the Word tells us explicitly that these three manifestations are in reality one true God, not three. And there are three that bear witness in earth, the Spirit, the Holy Spirit which is still with us, the water, comforts are still being baptized in water by the immersion in the name of Jesus Christ, and the blood, and these three are one. The crimson thread of a blood atonement begins in the Old Testament and leads into the New Testament to the crimson fountain of Calvary. A song thusly goes, There is a fountain filled with blood drawn from Emmanuel's veins, and sinners plunged beneath that flood loose all their guilty stains. Water cannot wash away the soil and stain of sin, but the blood of Jesus Christ, His Son, cleanses us from all sin. Morality, charity, good works, and even water cannot wash away one's sins. Only the blood of Jesus can. Blue is the color of the heavens. Like the word itself, the starry heavens and the heaven of God are often associated with. We read in 1 Corinthians 15, 19, in which the Apostle Paul once said, If in this life only we have hope in Christ, we are of all men most miserable. Man so cries out that this earthly life is not the end, that there must be a hereafter. Not only the scriptures, but also man's conscience warns that there is a heaven and there is a hell to shun. Jesus warns us about the danger of hell. As you read in Mark 9, 43, 44, and 47, And if thy hand offend thee, cut it off. It is better for thee to enter into life maimed than having two hands to go into hell, into the fire that never shall be quenched, where their worm dieth not, and the fire is not quenched. And if thine eye offend thee, pluck it out. It is better for thee to enter into the kingdom of God with one eye than having two eyes to be cast into a hell fire. Jesus was giving a description of the terrors of hell. He taught that punishment for the person who will not believe in him and will not accept him lasts forever. No pictures of hell are as terrible as those our Lord paints for us here. This is the final word. It is of the utmost solemnity. Jesus had invited men to come and reason with God. He had made known the Messiah and his vicarious death. He had proclaimed the glories of eternal life. He closed his message with a solemn warning that the rejectors of Jesus will be eternally rejected by God. Yes, the blue of the flag brings comfort to us as it speaks of a heaven to which someday we may go. And the shining stars remind us that those who are saved shall shine forever like the stars. Reading Daniel 12, 3-4, And they that be wise shall shine as the brightness of the firmament, 
and they that turn many to righteousness as the stars forever and ever. But thou, Daniel, shut up the words and seal the book, even to the time of the end. Many shall run to and fro, and knowledge shall be increased. But this heaven will not receive all, only those who believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and accept him as their Savior, Master, and Lord. The Bible tells us in John 3:36, He that believeth on the Son hath everlasting life, and he that believeth not the Son shall not see life, but the wrath of God abideth on him. And to you in the television audience, I say, God cares for you. He wants you to be saved and receive the promise of eternal life. Listen to 1 Peter 5, 7, casting all your care upon him, for he careth for you. God cares. His heart is ever tender. His love will never fail, nor shall decay. The loves of the earth, though strong and deep, may perish, but his love shall never, never fade away. Remember then, whenever you see an American flag waving, think of the special meanings in its staring array of colors represent white, the purity of Jesus Christ, red, the blood of Jesus Christ, which was shed for our sins, blue, the heavenly hope which all who trust and believe in Christ as Savior have. We believers try to honor and glorify God every day of our lives. We neglect not to remember our Lord Jesus who fought a good fight of faith, I would like to make a final comment about Pentecost. We will forever be indebted to our Lord for his love, mercy, and compassion. He sent not destruction as a result of his crucifixion, but instead he gave us an irreplaceable and invaluable inheritance, the Holy Spirit. Happy Pentecost. If you enjoyed this telecast, please tell your friends about it. And if you would like to know more about God's word, the church and review these telecast presentations in its entirety, please visit our website at JesusComingSoon.org. Until our next telecast, this is your host, Head Pastor Billy Hahn Jr., expressing my sincerest appreciation to each of you who have allowed us to come into your homes. May the good Lord bless and keep you all in the hollow of his hands. And now the church band will conclude today's telecast with an uplifting number entitled, Pentecost in My Soul.
The preceding program was paid for by the Apostolic Faith Church.